and welcome to the Fly It Forward podcast. I'm your host, Karen S. Schaefer, and today I'm looking forward to flying it forward with you. I'm a leader of many and sometimes just one. I'm a strong woman, a grateful sister, and a genuine friend. I believe in God as my higher power, and I honor the beliefs of others as well. I'm a multitasker and a side hustler who can dream big because I know I can make it happen. I have the determination to create change and the strength to encourage others to do the same. My superpower is endurance, and I will not quit. I'm a pioneer. I'm a trailblazer. I'm a warrior. I make a difference. I am one, but together we are many. At our core, we transform lives. One or millions, we all matter. We embrace our inner greatness and are intent on using it for good and flying it forward for ourselves, for our girls, for the next generation, and for the world. We will encourage, we will guide, and we will keep growing. We believe in the universal heroism of women, the power, the creativity, and the vision. We are here to change the world. It's our time. It's our mission. Together, we fly. I believe we all have a mission within us. And usually, there's a story within the mission. In other words, how did that get planted into our hearts? Sometimes I think, you know, those things happen because they're born out of time. So it's something that we've had for a long, long time. I used to want to be an actor years and years and years ago for as long as I could remember. And sometimes it's born out of passion. So something we've experienced or someone else close to us has experienced and we feel like, wow, I need to do something about that. And other times it's born out of experience, something that's that's happened in your lifetime in or around you or something that's happened in the world. And it sort of ignites a flame within your heart or your soul or your gut. And yet, especially I think as women, we tend to still push those feelings down, sort of suppress the desire or, you know, we don't fuel the fire, I guess, is a good way to say it. And you have to stop and wonder, you know, why? And sometimes we don't need to stop and wonder why, but we already know why. But oftentimes it's because of lack of knowledge, maybe, where you go, you know what, I just, I wouldn't even know where to start. Sometimes it's just lack of time because we're all so busy, whether it's with family or work or uh, volunteer obligations or whatever the case is, we can certainly keep ourselves busy. I know that for certain. Sometimes it's a lack of resources. You know, you just don't know if you can actually get the resources or the people that you need in order to accomplish that goal or that dream or that passion within you. And um, other times, I really think it's mostly because of fear, at least um, speaking for myself, but I have a feeling that many of you, if we were being honest with one another, would also say, you know, it's because I wasn't sure if I could really succeed in doing it, so I didn't want to take the chance. And that's, that's sort of my story as far as not doing something that's been inside of me for, are you guys ready? 24 years. So we're really being <laughs> honest and vulnerable here in sharing what the truth is. So 
I'm not saying that I haven't accomplished things in my lifetime. I have. And there are things I'm very proud of. And I hope that you're super proud of everything you've accomplished as well. Again, whether it's work, family, life, volunteer, kids, husbands, pets, you know, whatever the case is, I hope you're so proud of yourself for what you've accomplished. And I hope you're proud of yourself for what's to come. 24 years ago, I had a dream to write a series of children's books, and the title character, her name was Phoebe Fleeby. So you heard that correctly. <laughs> Phoebe and then Fleeby, so part flea, part bee. And this was really about empowering young girls to help them learn and about just empowering themselves, I should say, and then also about acceptance in themselves and in others. And it, it was really just an interesting time in my life when this came to me. And it was, it was sort of a gift from God. He sort of flew it in for me. I want to tell you about that today because I think many of you have something that's hidden inside. And again, it may have been there for 20 years, 24 years, like me, 40 years, 50 years, one year. All of that's okay because I believe as women, we are just now stepping into our greatness in this world, in our time. And I think it's time that the world stood and listened. I think that we will give them pause at what we're capable of doing. And that means capable of anything. For me, it was about writing this series of children's books, and it took me 24 years to get there. For you, it might be that you've had a dream to have your own store somewhere or to build a big business or to help underprivileged children. There's no judgment or bar being set as far as what that dream is, what that goal is for you. The only thing that I would encourage you to do as I kind of share my story with you today is to really think about what's your story and what's your mission? What do you need to bring to the world? What do you need to fly in and then share it with the next generation? So I had said that I had a dream 24 years ago to write a children's book series called Phoebe Fleeby, and it was about empowering these young girls and also about learning acceptance in themselves and in others. And this kind of came to me one day. I was sitting in my loft in Studio City, California. I was doing some acting, some voiceover work, doing some corporate speaking, commercials, things like that. I was an actor in, in Los Angeles, basically. And I have to share with you what my loft was like at the time because I was sitting on this step. Now, this was a loft apartment, and I still remember it was on Fruitland Drive in Studio City, California, which is just right outside of Burbank, California, which is where all the studios are and widely considered part of Los Angeles. And so my apartment was a loft, as I mentioned, a one-bedroom loft in and saying it's a one bedroom is a super generous <laughs> description of this loft. And so basically you could come in the front door and there was one sort of long, skinny, bowling alley-ish style room. And that was the living space. And there was a small little step up in that living space to what I believe they were trying to pass as another room. But it was just one space <laughs> with a little step up. And I would often sit on that step and think. Outside of the step, there was 
a little um, tiny itsy bitsy kitchen where is, you know, if you had more than one person, you really, you couldn't do anything except for bump into the wall. And there was a little small deck which had a pigeon infestation. And I didn't like that at all because it made things messy for me. And so I tried everything out there, owls, everything I could. But anyway, so I had that. And then a tiny little bathroom. Now there was a bedroom per se in the middle of the living room. There was a, a white ladder and you would climb up that ladder, which, you know, I was in my 20s. So I'll just leave it there. And I'd climb up that ladder and then you'd have to sort of and I'm, I wish you guys could see me right now because I'm, I'm trying to give you the visual picture, but you'd have to sort of roll into that bed because there wasn't enough room to stand up. It was just this tiny little triangle of space, and I had to drag a bed up there, and then I'd sort of roll into that bed and then roll back out of it and hope I hit the ladder on the way down in the morning. That was the bed. So oftentimes now you understand why I wasn't sitting in my bedroom thinking, but I would sit on that little step in the living space, between the living space and what I used as an office space. And I was sitting there thinking, you know, it's having kind of a rough day, to be honest with you. Los Angeles is the busiest, loneliest place ever because everybody is there to build their dreams. And it's just kind of a, it's a beautiful yet harsh environment because it's hard. And that's, that's really where it is. I was very fortunate because I did quite a bit of work, but it didn't mean I didn't have to do other work, which I did. I was a car show girl. I was a corporate speaker. I did all these other things just like everybody else. But I was sitting one day and I was lonesome. And I was also, uh, you know, if I'm being honest here today, I was a little bit depressed and things weren't going quite as I had envisioned them. And, you know, just, just sort of having a rough day. And all of a sudden something kind of flew in. And this is part of the reason that I always say fly it forward instead of pay it forward. The other part is because Phoebe is part B, right? But something kind of flew in for me and it was this name, Phoebe Fleeby. And I'm like, what the, what the heck is that? But it was, I really think it was just God saying, I need you to do this. This is part of the mission that I've put you here on this earth to do. And I believe that we're all here to do something, to accomplish something. So regardless of what you're religious beliefs might be. I do believe that in our souls, in our hearts, and our beings, that we all have a mission on this earth. And I think that he was giving me mine. And I knew it had to do with empowering women, empowering young girls. And so I sat with that for a little while and I thought, wow, what am I, what am I supposed to do with that? And then I, I started kind of thinking that it was, it was born out of a, another story, a backstory, if you will, at the time, I had a niece who was who is <laughs> she's 26 now, who's biracial, and she's just a beautiful, lovely girl, and I absolutely adore her. And she was playing with we were all at my mom's house at the time, and she was playing with the neighbor's great granddaughter. So the neighbor was a little bit elderly. She had grandchildren that were my age, whom I was friends with, and then this young lady had a daughter who was also about two years old. And so she and my niece were going to go back outside and play. And so they start, they, you know, were holding hands. We're going to run to the back of the yard. And the little girl stopped and she said, if I hold your hand, will mine be chocolate? And I had heard that and I thought, what, what, what is she saying? She's two. And it really hit me at that moment 
that I was like, wow, that's so wrong. And how do two-year-olds even know that? So obviously it's something that's been taught, right? And and anyway, they they didn't even understand it. They still held hands. They ran to the back of the yard. But it really hit me that in a way that it was just like a deep sadness in my heart that, you know, that we still lack acceptance in our world. And whether it's about race or gender or religious beliefs or anything, anything, we you know, we all have prejudice and, and some are more mild than others, but it, it kind of broke my heart. And I would like to think that maybe we've made progress in these last 24 years. I sure hope we have. But I think that Phoebe is sort of born from that experience. And then I think I was supposed to hear that. And then I think God sort of flew her into me. So that's sort of the backstory of, of Phoebe. And so she stuck with me. <laughs> I couldn't get rid of her, even though I tried because I didn't know what to do. I, I had never written a book. I didn't know how to write a book. And so I started looking around and I found a, the Society of Children's Book Authors and Illustrators, which is a, a great company. And I, I joined that and I started to be a part of it. But the truth is, is I never really went far. I did write a couple of Phoebe books, but I just didn't have the courage. I didn't have the courage to move forward. I, I was afraid that I you know, would disappoint people because I think that's a big reason why we don't move forward is what's, what are the expectations of the people around us, our family, et cetera? Like, oh, just another cute little whim or, you know, are they really behind us? I don't know. As an adult now, I think it's up to us to choose that we can move forward. But when you're still kind of young and in your twenties and impressionable, it takes a long time, I think, to step away from, from that kind of thought process. But ultimately, I, I loved her. I knew she was a part of me. And so I found this guy, Max, who is an incredible, he's incredible at many things. But in this case, for me, it was as an illustrator. And he used to design album covers. So for those of you that remember albums, that's what he did. And he took Phoebe along with a lot of my other characters, Randy Rickfluse, and I had Mary Beth Mako, and all these other kind of fun characters that had different quirks that I thought would be helpful for kids to enjoy, but also, you know, feel like, okay, well, that's, that's my quirk or that's my difference. And so I thought it would be helpful for kids to see themselves within those characters. So Max drew up a lot of those for me. It was amazing. But when I went and, and was able to get my books evaluated, you know, I didn't get great feedback on them in truth. And so I just kind of shut down and walked away. I thought, oh, well, I'm no good. Period. Boom. End of story. Right. How many of you have ever felt that way? Like, oh, someone I don't know and I don't know their experience level has told me that, you know, in a certain way that I'm no good. So I'm not going to try. And, and that's where it sat for a long, long time. And then I had this other sort of interesting experience where I was at a home show and it's amazing these things that impact your lives. And I'm sure many of you will feel the same or start digging for your own explanation or your own story. But I was at a home show with my mom and my two sisters. And I remember at the time I was talking to a local newscaster and I'm sure you guys will hear me tell this story many times, but it made such an impact on my life for years and I was in, a, and this is important, I was 24 at the time. So I want y'all to know that. I was talking to her because I thought, oh, maybe I could be a newscaster because remember, I wanted to be an actor. So, you know, I kept thinking, well, maybe something on camera, something like that would be really powerful, really impactful, and I'd be so good at it. And I was talking to this local newscaster who was sitting at a home show 
and sort of as a quasi-local celebrity. And she said, well, how old are you? And I said, 24. She said, oh, you're too old to get into this industry. And so for years, 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 probably 20 years, I thought every time an opportunity came up, that would always trigger me to think, oh, I'm too old. I'm too old to do that. And let me tell you, ladies, as I sit here today and talk to you while I'm in my 50s, we are not too old. We are just now stepping into our greatness. We are amazing. We are powerful. We are smart. We are born from experience and we are ready to make a difference in this world. So please don't ever let anybody tell you you are too old for anything ever again. And as a side note, I don't even know who that news reporter was, right? So why would I let her make such an impact in my life? Why would I let that person that evaluated my book make such an impact in my life? And yet we do, but no more, right? We don't need that anymore. We're too old for that. (laughs) And I'm not saying we're old. I'm just saying we're too powerful for that these days, right? So I want you to, to know that I had these books written. I found Max. He was amazing. I wrote these books. I, I read them to different organizations, all of whom said, no, they're pretty good. They were great. They're pretty good. I actually turned them into a live show. I perform, We performed that at schools. And again, hey, those are pretty good. All I had to do was take a few more steps, and yet I never did. I let life get in the way again and again and again and other people's opinions. Now, along that path, I built some businesses. I went broke twice, just so y'all know. So this isn't always a pretty path that we walk. Um, I owned and sold two different marketing companies. I had a business coaching company, um, a global home staging training company. We started that with just, you know, doing some home staging locally and built that into a home staging training company in 16 different countries. I've written an Amazon number one best-selling book in the real estate division. And I'm actually, even today, one of the top real estate agents in the country. I've built a very successful real estate business and real estate investment portfolio, but I've always been too busy for Phoebe. Does that sound like anybody? Anybody have something in their heart that they've always wanted to do or recently wanted to do or know they should do but haven't yet? Then God spoke to me, and I knew I had to get Phoebe out into the world. He just said, it's time. It's your time. And I knew in that moment that it was my time. And at the same time that week in church, they read a Bible verse in Ecclesiastics And I'm going to paraphrase here, but it said, get moving. So I don't need to know, like, you know, how many more pushes do I need or anything else? Because I was being spoken to here 24 years later that it was time. I'm busy, like all of you. I run a big business. I run a couple other side businesses. I have friends. I have church. I have family. And yet I knew it's my time. Is it your time? I'm just wondering, are you ready to fly it forward? Because I am, and I'm ready to fly it forward with you. So since then, as I've poked my way through Phoebe all these years, she's morphed into a nine-year-old girl. She's sassy, and she has superhero capabilities that she's just learning about, along with two 
very cute, very endearing sidekicks. Together, their mission is to help girls discover their own inner superpowers so that they can then live their most empowered life and fly it forward to help the next girl do the same. How much do you love that? Don't you want that for your daughters, your granddaughters, your nieces, the neighborhood girls? Don't you want them to walk into their greatness at six years old, 10 years old, 20 years old, instead of waiting until they're, you know, like me, I probably started walking when I was in, you know, 45. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I just think if we were all the messengers, we were all the examples, what would our next generation look like? How cool is that? Are you excited? So as I was writing the outlines for several other Phoebe Fleeby books, so now I have a completed book, I have other outlines that are ready to be completed, it hit me that, you know, my message really has never changed. I always wanted to empower girls. I always wanted to empower women because I always knew there was something inside of me that needed to get out into the world. And so I have to assume there's something inside of you that needs to get out into the world. I think that we are all the messengers. We need to be able to lead by example. So then we fly it forward to all the girls, to the next generation, and to the world. And again, that might be anything. I don't know what your dreams are. Would you have ever expected that mine were to write a book series? Yours might also be to write a book. It might be to like I said before, open a store. It might be to do more volunteer work with your church. It could be to help the elderly. It could be, you know, a, I don't know, you want to open a yarn store and teach people how to knit. It doesn't matter what it is. The important thing is that we get it out to the world. It's time that we really empower ourselves by living our best missions, the missions that are within us, and then we share them with the world. We fly it forward to the next woman, right? And the next girl and the next generation and the next world, whether that mission is to fly forward your time, your money, your skill, your beliefs, whatever it is, it's time. And it's time that we used these missions within our own hearts to come together to help one another and move these missions forward to open them up to the world so that they know we are standing up and we are speaking and it's time to be heard. So are you ready? I cannot wait to hear about your mission. Come on, it's time to fly. This is Karen S. Schaefer. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Fly It Forward podcast. Please subscribe and share this podcast and leave us an awesome review. And fly it forward today with a random act of kindness. You'll be glad you did. <laughs>